Have you heard of tiny habits? Our next speaker is going to show us how tiny habits can make a big change in your life. Let's find out. Building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. Welcome, Giant Builders. I hope you're having a wonderful day today. Our guest today is Julie Luca Collins, and she is a special kind of coach, I think. So, hi, Julie. How are you? Hi, Lois. Thank you so much for having me. It is such a pleasure to be here with you and your audience. Well, thank you. Well, tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah, absolutely. I am a business and life strategy coach, but I am certified as a tiny habits coach. And one of the things that I love to do is to really be able to help individuals who are building their brand and business become the CEO of their life and of their business by learning the tiny habits and becoming more confident. It is so hard to become confident unless you have the right habits that can back up the action and create the traction that you need. All right. So I love this term, tiny habits. Tell me what that actually means to you. So tiny habits, um, like many people, I've read some of the books that are out there when it comes to habits, the power of habit, atomic habits. And there was something that was a disconnection for me. I really wanted to be able to do the work as an entrepreneur to grow my business. And I was very successful in corporate. But when I started to really work my business, I kept thinking, well, why am I not motivated to, you know, do this thing? And I'm trying to create habits, but it's not really happening. And I was frustrated, honestly, because you think, yeah, I've read this book, it makes sense, I understand. But somewhere along the line, that motivation was escaping me. And then I came across the Tiny Habits book written by Dr. B.J. Fogg. Dr. B.J. Fogg is one of the leading researchers in behavior design. He is the founder of the Behavior Lab at Stanford University. And one of the things that he did and, and why he wrote the Tiny Habits book is because motivation is not the thing that actually uh, allows you to create habits. We know that our brain wants to automate behavior but when a task is hard, then there's, you, you're going to have to rely on motivation. And when a motivation goes away, we stop doing the task. Think about New Year's Day. We're all motivated to lose weight. But as the motivation goes away, then the task of going to the gym for an hour, hour and a half, then becomes very hard. The other thing is that in order to create behavior, you have to have motivation, the ability, the the behavior needs motivation, ability, and a prompt, right? So there is, we know that motivation is not necessarily the answer. So we have to rely on the ability to do something. And are we able to do it? Well, if I can decide that my habit is going to be to do a one hour yoga routine or my, but if I am not in the best optimal shape, I'm not going to be motivated to do it. And my brain is going to say, it's going to be hard. I don't know. Maybe I'll work on it later. And then we never get to it. There also has to be a prompt, a moment in time when we have the ability to do our task. So what Dr. Fogg um, created and what he started is that if we create the action as something so minuscule, tiny, that it's kind of like, oh, I could do that, right? That's so easy, right? Then we can, that is a tiny habit that we can build on to create the habits and the behavior that we want for our life. 
So as the Tiny Habits Coach, I help individuals design the habits and behaviors that they want using the Tiny Habits Method. So I teach individuals to create tiny habit recipes to create the behavior that they want for their life and to start to grow those behaviors into the habits um, that help to support them live their life and or, or grow their business in the manner that makes sense to them. Wow. Okay. So what kind of daily actions do we need to do to create this tiny habit? In the yeah. So, so this is going to change from person to person though, is because everybody has different desires. So if we have an individual thing that we're trying to accomplish, there, there is already that persona that we want to become, right? We have to first analyze what is the identity or the habit or the task that we're trying to accomplish. Um, and then we design the habit to find automations that are already existing in your life and in your day. And then we partner that new desired behavior with existing automation. So I'm going to give you an example. For me, drinking water is something that's very important. And I typically drink anywhere between 40 to 100 ounces of water a day. But if I said to myself, oh my God, I'm going to drink a gallon of water today. <laughs> <laughs> an overwhelming task, right? So I am not going for drinking the gallon of water, but I am going to go and do something so minuscule that is so easy to do that why not? And then I find the time within my day to be able to accommodate that new behavior. So I started to look and it's like, okay, where is that time that what is the one thing that I do every day that will allow me to then pair up this new behavior uh, of my water habit, right? So there's one thing that I do every day, and that's when I come downstairs, I take my dog, I let my dogs out. I open the back door and they go out to do their business in the backyard. So my anchor moment, which is what helps me when I open the door and let the dogs out, then I fill up my water bottle. I am not going for drinking the water right then and there. I, I am only going for drink, for filling it up. Once I fill up my water bottle, here is the one component about the tiny habits method and framework that is the secret sauce. Our brain changes when it feels good. And Dr. Fogg, Dr. Fogg and all of his research and many years of studying behavior change, he finds that when our brain feels good, change happens. So as soon as I fill up my water bottle, I do the one thing that is going to make my brain feel good. And that is I celebrate. And I, and it's not a big dance party and it could be, but I usually will say, good job, Julie, you filled up your water bottle. Good job. And then by just doing that, I feel good. Oh, I feel good. And I may take my first sip of water. Now throughout the day, I have other tiny habit recipes for continuing to drink my water. So the way that it works is every time I, right, existing behavior, I will drink and chug some water and then I celebrate. So when I come and sit at my desk and I sit at my desk, the first thing I do is I drink a lot of water. So when I do that, the next thing is I celebrate it. So of course, what happens is the next step is I'm going to need to go to the restroom <laughs> because I drank all that water. So what, every time I go to the restroom and I come back to my desk, 
I drink more water and it becomes just this habit that like many plants, right? It expands and it grows and I'm celebrating every time I do that tiny behavior. So I am not going for the big bang of drinking 120 gallons. All I'm doing is, and at the end of the day, I feel successful because I accomplished the one thing that I was going for. I accomplished the one thing, which was just filling up my water bottle. And when it's empty, I go back and I fill it up again. So how big of a point is motivation in all of this and being successful? So motivation, you know, there, there's actually, um, we, we have a behavior, uh, it's an, uh, it, we have a motivation chart. And, and if you think of an X axis, right? Mm-hmm. Um, X, Y axis, the motivation, the higher the motivation, and then the most difficult task, if the task is difficult, then obviously you need a lot of motivation to do it. But if the task is easy, like a tiny habit, then you don't, you're not relying on motivation to actually do it. You rely on the automation. So motivation um, becomes not part of the equation, really. Then what you're doing is you're building your habit to continue to do the behavior because you feel good and you're automating it and it's become part of your identity. Um, So I am a person that drinks a lot of water every day in the same way that with my habits, my tiny habits for my business, when it comes to productivity. I am a person that has a really clear and concise uh, task that she does throughout the day. There's some tasks that I'm not very good at, but they're part of the habits that I have, right? So Fridays, I will tell you as a business owner, we have to um, do finances, right? We have to be billing, um, all of that. And, and, you know, sometimes it's not fun, but what I do is on Fridays, when I come to my desk, after I drink my water, I open my accounting software. I don't have to do anything but just open it. And then I celebrate. Oh my God, good job, Julie, you opened that. And for the most part, there's some days in which all I am going for is opening that. And maybe I won't take a look at it or do much work with it. And some days I jump right in and I do some of the things that I need to. But if I am going for just that basic task, that tiny habit of opening up the accounting software on a Friday, I'm successful. And I'm already successful because that's all I was going for. And the more success that I feel, I am a person that runs for business and has accounting practices that make sense, right? So I continue to want to work at being and fulfilling that identity. So would you call it setting goals? I mean, do you set goals with tiny habits? You you can set goals, but I think that first and foremost is identifying what is the behavior that you want. Okay. Right? If you identify the behavior, then it's easier to program a recipe and create a recipe that supports that behavior. I choose a behavior. So beginning of next week, I want to, I don't know, weight loss is always a big thing. So I I want to lose weight. How do I create these recipes for the tiny habits? Sure. So so one of the biggest things that is very important is you want to, as, as we talk about goal setting and behaviors, really think of the identity, right? So losing weight, what does a person that lose weight do? Is, is this person that maybe they, they walk, maybe they don't um, have cheeseburgers, or maybe they, they, they prepare salads for themselves? right? So you start to think about what does that look like? And then you begin to look at 
what does my day look like? Because you may already have automations that are keeping you at a certain weight that are that are supporting the lifestyle of the person that maybe weighs a certain amount, right? Maybe you need to incorporate um, healthier foods. So one of the things that you can you can do is when I come back from the grocery store on the weekends, I will I will portion off some fruit so that it's easy accessible. When I prepare dinner, I will pull out one of the fruits, uh, one of the fruit little containers to eat. So there's a lot of different ways in which um, when I'm working with a client and we're trying to create that behavior, design behavior, we really start to look at what is it that they want to accomplish and what are some of the automations that are existing so that we can pair the new behavior that's going to support their goals based on what they're already doing. So I, I would love if you want to lose weight, let's talk about what are some things that you think you need to do to lose weight. Exercise. Okay. Not, do you exercise now? I do. Okay. How often? Once in the morning. Once in the morning. Okay. So you also have to be at a calorie deficit. So let's think about what typically is your food intake like? And are you very aware of what your food intake is? Yes, I am aware. I would celebrate that I have not had any sugar in two weeks. Congratulations. <laughs> That's excellent. It's so hard. <laughs> yeah. So I would say, uh, rather than telling yourself it's hard to not have sugar, to say, I am a person who doesn't really take sugar because it's it doesn't agree with her body, right? And celebrate like you are that person because your brain is like, oh, I feel good when I tell myself I'm the person that does that because when you tell your brain, right, um, it's hard, then your brain's like, oh yeah, it's hard, it's hard. Our brain focuses on that and what we wanna do is we wanna go ahead and already create new passageways to create new behavior in our brain and that only happens when we feel good. That's when your brain starts to create that change. Okay. So for you, I would also identify, you know, if I, and I am a creature of habit. I tend to have the same boring thing every morning. And <laughs> if something happens, then it's like, oh, I need to shift that, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'll give you an example for me. I need to, I, I, in the summertime, tend to eat more salads. And in the winter, not so much, right? Because it's cold, oh, you know, right? So we want that hearty something. And what I found is that, um, well, I need to, you know, rather than having a sandwich, right? Cause that's bread and, and, and I tend to want to make big hearty sandwich or um, maybe I will for dinner when I have, I have I'm gonna make healthy meals, maybe a stir fry. I will put my leftovers in individual lunch containers. So when I'm going to go have lunch, I am actually going to grab the lunch containers that have a healthier meal or I'm going to pack more veggies and indefinitely drink some of the water. But I find the times in which I already have an existing behavior. Like I'm gonna cook dinner every night. So it makes sense that I'm cooking more of a healthy meal and then I package it in a way that makes it easier. Cause that's when we become successful is when we are actually um, make it easy on ourselves and then we see the success and then we celebrate and then our brain wants to replicate that and that's how habits will grow. Now the Tiny Habits Academy, I will tell you, the one thing that we do is we have um, 
if you go to tinyhabits.com, we have several monthly events and, and webinars in which people can come in and listen to the tiny habit coaches, help them design behavior, and we'll give them tips for different things. We had a productivity panel. We had how to decrease screen time panel in which we give you tips and ways in which you can create that type of behavior. We will have some um we have a panel coming up on mindful eating as well. You know, another thing that happens is when we are eating, a lot of times we're either doing something else, we're distracted, we're on our phones, and really we might end up eating a little more than we we need to because we're distracted. So one of the things that we're going to have this panel on is on mindful eating and what are some ways that you can actually create mindful eating habits, tiny habits that will help you in your weight loss and in your health journey. I saw in my notes that you have three productivity hacks to improve mm. confidence in life. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I hear from a lot of my clients is that they are overwhelmed at the end of the day because they go to bed and they all of a sudden think, I didn't get anything accomplished. I didn't get anything done. Number one is, I, and, and really it's a process, right? When I'm working with clients, we really identify what their yearly goals and we break those down into quarterly goals, into monthly goals and weekly goals. And then from your weekly goals, you also create an individual one daily goal for the day. It is overwhelming at times when we think I have to get this done and this done and this done. And, and then all of a sudden it's easier to scroll social media, right? Than to actually do some of the stuff that we want to do. So one of my productivity hacks is it begins with, um, with your calendar. And when I come to my desk in the morning, as you know, and I talked about the first thing that I do when I, when I sit at my desk is that's my anchor moment. I drink my water. When I drink my water, the next thing that I do, and this is something that I've grown, right, is I open my calendar. That's my for and for those people who are listening, I'm old fashioned. I do have a Google calendar, but I also have a calendar that it's a paper calendar. It's a planner. And on my planner, the biggest thing and one of the questions is, what is the one thing that you are working on today that will move you forward? And that thing is actually the thing that I write down every morning. My main goal today is after we do that, and you know, so to, I'll give you an example. I have a master class that is coming out, right? So with that, and I do master classes every other month. So my main goal is to send an email out to my audience on that master class, right? So my that's my main goal for today is to get that. So there's other things that are a part of my calendar. I'm recording with you today. I had group coaching earlier. I have another client later on in the afternoon. So there's other things, but it's important for me in the morning that I'm gonna write that one thing. That's one of my productivity hacks because it reminds me that, and, and by the way, having that masterclass announced to my audience supports my monthly and my quarterly, and my weekly, my monthly and, and my everything goal for the year, right? So that is all broken down. And that's part of what I help my individual clients do is to really be able to create that plan for themselves. My other productivity hack is 
after I go through my calendar and I make and I go through the appointments so that I know what my day ahead of me is. I celebrate. Oh, I my calendar is ready for the day. It took me less than three minutes to actually go through that so that I am not bouncing from appointment to appointment, that I'm actually in a process of understanding and awareness. Awareness is so key in everything that we do in life. We end up going in a way that is so white noise. We kind of like not paying attention to what is happening. And that's what causes the overwhelm at the end of the day. The second thing that I do, that's another productivity hack. And a lot of people have a hard time with this one. And I will say it's hard for me as well, but I do it when I check my email in the morning. When I check my email in the morning, I only give myself X amount of minutes, not an hour. My email doesn't get and stay open throughout the day because email for me is the way that people communicate to me. But nine times out of 10 is a distraction. When we have email uh, open, it's people's priorities, right? Someone email, hey, can you send this to us? Or by the way, or maybe there's something that we're looking at. We can get our time just all of a sudden disappears. Or every time that we click on, on oh, there's the, the notification email and we go look at it, then that, if we're, we're focusing on something, then that's a distraction. It takes about, if you are distracted and, and you stop doing a task, it takes 17 minutes for you to regain the level of concentration that you had before your interruption. So open your email, check it. If you can answer an email in less than three minutes, then do so. If not, it goes to your to-do list, right? And But I scan through, first of all, I scan. Oh, did anybody email me that I need to answer right away? And then those are the ones that get answered first. And then if I didn't get to all the emails, they go to noon and then I check it again. And then same process. And then if the next thing is at the end of the day, I go through. And that's really important is make sure that you are not allowing somebody else's priorities to really sidetrack you from what you're doing. And last but not least, I really, um, one of the biggest productivity hacks is really creating space for yourself. And many uh, people who are entrepreneurs are going from meeting to this, to the next thing, and really um, not giving themselves a minute of peace at uh, three o'clock for me this is i know it may not sound like a productivity but i actually take time to make some tea for the afternoon i don't put the um water in the microwave and boil and, and just boil it that way i actually take time in which i end up just brewing some water making a tea and really just i'm not multitasking i'm just really focused in that moment because then I may have several different clients coming in in the afternoon or recordings or tasks that need my concentration, but I give myself the time out and that allows me to be more predictable and I don't feel overwhelmed. So those are my top three. Those are wonderful. I really, okay. I'm putting those into action. <laughs> well, Lois, and if you don't drink tea, then, you oh, know, I maybe... Yeah. And, and, or maybe for the listeners, if they would drink coffee in the morning, maybe at 10 o'clock you go for your coffee refill, but you don't go and grab your coffee and come back that you really like sit a moment and savor the smell, the scent, use your senses, because when we're doing that, it allows us to connect to the present moment. And that small place 
it's going to really replenish and create the expansion and bandwidth to be able to manage and handle everything that can come your way throughout the day. All right. So Giant Builders links will be below so you can join in on some of those fun activities that she participates in. So any closing thoughts? You know, the biggest thing that I tell individuals is, and there's a wonderful book and you're going to have to forgive me. I can send you the information. It is called The Gap. Yeah, it's called The Gap in the Gain. And this book has really been transformative. And I think that this is a lot of what I encourage listeners and the viewers to really pay attention to. The Gap in the Gain talks about, we start at point A or point one, and we want to go to point 10. And as we're starting in this journey, we go and we start to make some progress. But many of us spend time focused on we're at number two, and we have all that way to go to get to 10. That's living in the gap of life, whether it be for your business or for your life. And when you're focusing on the gap, then that's when our brain goes into judgment. We start to judge ourselves. We start to get discouraged. We start to sabotage ourselves. And the main thing is if you focus on the gain, hey, you may be at two or 2.1, but you're not at one or you're not at negative one. So by doing that, you're going to be more motivated. Again, your brain's like, oh, look at me. I've come so far. Let me go to the next step. And you keep working because consistent action gets you traction. And I love to say this, but it's so true. In living in that moment of momentum, right? Your wins create more wins. So stop living in the gap and stop thinking how you're not where you want to be. It's about the journey. It's about the process. It's about 1% improvement every single day. No, oh, that's good. I'm going to I want to make that in a little sign and hang it up in my office. Yeah, I love it. And I, I, I'm going to recommend that book to you, The Gap and the Gain. And okay. I want to say is Dan. Um, I'll look it up and I'll put a link yep. below. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate all your information. It was very informative and really helpful. You know, it really goes beyond the, you know, setting a goal. It's, uh, I love it. It's more of a lifestyle, I think. Yeah. And, and you know what? You can be the creator of the lifestyle. And this is why I say to my clients, you can be the confident CEO of your life and business. Act like the CEO uh, that has it in control, that leverages the tools and the resources around you to make you more confident and to go after the dreams that you want. For the listeners also in the audience members, um, the Tiny Habits Academy, has a five day free, nobody tries to sell you anything, weekly challenge in which we teach um, tiny habits. So if anybody is interested, I will give you the link and you can click on that and you can have um, me help you design your tiny habits to create the life and build the confidence so that you can achieve the dreams that you have. Great, all right, we'll have those links below. Thank you so much. That was so much great information. I really appreciate your time. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure to get to know you and to talk about something that I feel so passionate about. Okay. All right, Giant Builders. Remember, we post on Tuesdays and Thursdays now, so don't miss an episode. See you next time. Thank you for listening. This has been The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant.